It's time for Your Rights Count on AM 1360 KRWC, keeping you up to date on current and new laws and legal happenings in Wright County. And now here's your host with Booselmeyer Law and online at yourrightscount.com, Ted Booselmeyer. Hello, Wright County. I've got an interesting rhetorical question for you today. Do you ever notice that almost no one ever gets charged with marijuana impaired driving? Even if they get a ticket for possession because the cab's filled with smoke, still no charge of impaired marijuana driving. Well, why is that? Well, some may say that it's hard to prove, but they do have drug recognition experts look for these signs of impairment, and they try to document such things as people size and estimating 30 seconds without looking. But that's about all they got because studies over and over again seem to indicate that there is no correlation between marijuana consumption and impaired driving. So some may say that it does not affect driving, and others may say it'll only make you drive slower and pay more attention. Take Chris Farley, for example. How you doing, buddy? Tell me, officer, do you have any idea how fast you were going? Well, I got a 426 Hemi in her, three-quarter cams, nitro boosters. I can get her up to as good as 155. Never do, though, of course, unless I'm chasing a cute chick in a Ferrari. <laughs> I guess I was going about 65 tops. Seven. Seven miles an hour. And normally when I stop people, they pull onto the shoulder. I guess maybe everything except the pulling over part in his case. But anyways, there's a new study that came out just on April 5th, 2021. And this study is related, saying that field sobriety tests, like the drug recognition expert tests I was telling you about, and THC levels, tetrahydrocannabinoid levels, which is supposedly the impaired cannabinoid in marijuana, are unreliable indicators of marijuana intoxication. So the, the, the drug recognition expert test, the field sobriety test, and THC levels are unreliable indicators of marijuana in intoxication. So states, some states are trying to make a per se law that there's a certain level of delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, which is THC, a per se level, and that's just not legitimate. People metabolize THC in all sorts of different ways depending on, on height, weight, size, metabolism, exercise. So I, I don't believe that that's possible to have a per se limit, and the studies don't, don't support that either. And this was a study done by the National Institute of Justice. Back up to a 2019 congressional report question, whether marijuana use impairs driving. They looked at a number of different studies, and the conclusion was, although laboratory studies have shown that marijuana consumption can affect a person's response times and motor performance, studies of the impact of marijuana consumption on a driver's risk of being involved in a crash have produced conflicting results, with some studies finding little or no increased risk of a crash for marijuana usage. Now, that was from the Congressional Research Service. And it goes on to note, studies have been unable to consistently correlate levels of marijuana consumption or THC and levels of impairment, just like the study just supported in 2021. Now, back to my favorite study for the defense of impaired driving for marijuana. It's 2014. This is from the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. This is the national agency that's responsible for all the traffic signs and regulations on the roads, especially if you're taking federal funding. And also, these are this is the agency that developed field sobriety testing and drug recognition testing in general. And they did a study which was simulated driving, like a steering wheel in a video game, and it was marijuana use versus sober 
versus alcohol. And of course, alcohol was way off the charts, not even within the discussion. Alcohol was the, the, the loser by far. But between the marijuana consumers and the sober folks driving, there was a dead tie. There was no scientifically significant difference between the two. Now, I'm not advocating driving after consuming marijuana because most states recommend you wait a couple hours. And certainly some people have to medicate. And so they build a tolerance and, you know, they, they have to judge that on their own. Nobody wants to put anybody at risk on the road. I don't advocate for any kind of impaired driving. I just think it's interesting that there is really no correlation between cannabis consumption and impairment. That's why these cases are very rarely charged out. And every single case I've had, I've gotten dismissed. If you want to know more, give me a buzz. Until next time. Disclaimer, for advertising and general information purposes only, this radio show is not intended to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Each case is different. You should rely on the advice of your retained attorney only. Thanks, everyone. Again, this is Ted Booselmeyer with Booselmeyer Law. Don't try to spell my name. Just come check us out at yourrightscount.com or give me a buzz at 763-682-1324.